Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An obscure member from the Chiefs practice squad is about to become a household name this week, I think. Welcome back to Grant and Danny on the fan. The Bengals have claimed Chris Lamont's off waivers from the Chiefs. So the move is deferred until February 13th. I'm not really sure why. But the two teams playing this week make this fascinating. I've always said I don't know why teams don't do this more often. Even if it's just to play head games, it makes sense to me. But the Bengals are claiming a cornerback who's been with the Chiefs the entire year. Right now, today. Presumably that means, Danny, he can come join them in their building. Mm -hmm. Give them all kinds of thoughts and insight and expertise into how they operate. You might have waited a day or two, maybe. To, to let him get the game plan and then done this would have made more sense. But I, I don't think there are rules that would prohibit him from coming in there and them just picking his brain and, hey, what do you got for us? What are these meetings like? What is Mahomes talking about? What, what are the audible calls? What are the checks? What, what are is the proclivities this? What are the automatics? This and that? Yeah. If nothing else, it might make them think that he's helping, even if he's not. And it, it might even make them change some things around for fear that he might know something. Lamont's, by the way, I just looked this up. I don't remember this, but I saw the highlight, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Sam Howell threw a pick against the Chiefs in the preseason, and it was Lamont's who returned it inside the five-yard line at FedEx Field. That's the only time I know of him. He also apparently was one of the guys with Alvin Kamara uh, when Kamara got arrested at the oh, Pro Bowl last I didn't year. Know that. And he, he was involved in that altercation. But those are the two things I found in my Google search about Chris Lamont's during the commercial break. But he's going to be a Bengal, and I think that this is a really smart move. So three things. One, I'm amazed he can play football. Doesn't he have class? The second thing I would say is I would ban this practice if I was the NFL. But as long as there's no rule about it, I would do this every week. I think I got you on the class bit. Uh, Lamont's class? Yeah. That's like I know it's like a Pilates or something. No, right? it's for it's for when folks are pregnant and they're getting ready to give birth. You do the Lamont's bit. I, I guess I had to do one of those. You got, you got, a, you got a dad joke right there. You walk right into it. You keep saying Lamont's, and I'm, I'm always going to say something. Anyway, but yeah, if I'm the NFL, I would come up with a rule for this. But as long as there's no rule, people should do this every week. Seriously, every week you should do this. Especially if it's a meaningful game or a big one or a division opponent or something. Even if it's just a psych out or whatever. I know roster spots are precious. But nothing's more precious than knowing exactly what a team is going to do and making them do a bunch of extra work and prep. They should be getting ready for me. Instead, they're busy changing every signal, changing every hand signal, doing all this, that, and the other. I just think head games can be valuable. Yes. I'm not saying you should waste a whole lot of time or prioritize them over handling your business. 
you know, cleaning up your own house. But I, I remember, I, I probably over-talk about an oversight things Mike Leach does on this show, but I love Mike Leach. Mike Leach, in one of my favorite bits ever done by a coach, printed up an entire script of plays for his first 15 script of various fake calls that weren't even part of his offense with, like, images and designs on the way they would be lining up and everything. And he purposefully printed these. This is a true story. Before, I think it was the Red River rivalry, if memory serves. You've heard this story? Oh, yeah, I know this one. So so they, they print the sheet of his script of plays, and then he tells one of his minions on his staff, not an assistant, but just some, like, grad assistant kid, he's like, I want you to walk over to their sideline, and I want you to just drop this on the ground. And so this kid does that pregame. He walks over. He drops the sheet on the ground. Well, sure enough, someone from the opposing team finds this sheet, and they look at it, and it is very clearly, says right at the top, opening game script, you know, Texas Tech football, and it's got their first 15 plays. Well, what, what happens? He gives it to a coach. Coach runs it into the locker room. They start saying, okay, here's what we're going to defend out of the game. Look for this. So on the first couple plays of the game, he sticks to the script. Probably go three and out, right? Uh-huh. The first play of the next, whatever the next time they had the ball was, they line up in the formation, they fake that play, they do another play, and they score an 85-yard touchdown. <laughs> His entire point with the paper uh-huh. was to, to just make them think. Flushing disinformation exactly. down. Yeah. This is our script. And then he even showed them initially because they're like, there's no way this is real. Like, oh, my God, we've got the antidote. We're going to be up 21 nothing before they know what's what. And boom, third snap. They're like, okay, uh, they're doing, uh, let's go. They're going 48 toss, you know, whatever. And then they fake the toss. They plant. They, they run a flea flicker or whatever. They All score about a touchdown. It. All about it. Head games, man. They, they, we need more of that. It's a That's what this is? I mean, you're at the end of the obviously, players are in physical contact. Right there's the tackle or not a tackle. There's the block or not a block. There's the imposition of will between these two people 22 times over, which is the beauty of the sport. At the end of the day, it's a live chess match. That's what it is. You're guessing about what they're guessing about, what you're guessing about, what they're guessing, and everyone's going back and forth. A play call is basically, I believe the defensive coordinator is about to call X, so therefore my X plus five is going to be open. If I'm right, I'll I'll get this one matchup that I like, and it's I think they're going to run a zone, so I've got my zone beater called, and this, that, and the other. Right? That's what this. That's what's going on. And the defensive coordinator is trying to do the exact opposite. Again, I am all in favor of every bit of espionage you can. But think about the punishment that the Patriots got for. We we're talking about this before the show. It's so minimal that allowed all those years of success. And by the way, I'm one of those tinfoil hat dudes. I think the Patriots cheated constantly and always. I'm sure of it. And I'm, by the way, I don't say that angrily. Everyone should have been doing it because the penalty was like a $100,000 fine and like loss of a fourth rounder 10 years later. Cheat! Do these sorts of things 100%. That's where I'm at. Not for amateurs, not for kids. I don't want, I don't want them, uh, I don't want somebody else in the huddle for my nine year old's youth basketball game where we're trying to get better and develop. At the pro sports level, give me the espionage. People should be doing this 100%. He may not even report. They may just call them and say, "Hey, man, don't bother coming. We yeah. just we just want to mess with them a little bit." We're gonna, we're gonna get you a breakfast at the hotel. Regardless, genius. And maybe he plays. You know, maybe he becomes a factor. <laughs> right. I'm just saying it doesn't even matter to me. Like you've already won with this move, not the game, but the, this chess match is 
It's just a blast. And someone on the chief staff might be angry or think it's petty or lowbrow or whatever. Not me. I think that that's and, funny. And whatever you can do to try to get an edge, I'm, I'm there. Speaking of getting an edge, go down to college football for a second. How closely, if at all, are you following this story with Jaden Rashada? I believe is how you say his last is name. Is that the the giant, super-duper ridiculous NIL Yes, that isn't anymore? So listen to this. So for people that don't know this story, just follow with me. So Jaden Rashada, I think I'm saying his name right, um, is one of the top quarterback recruits in the country. Okay, He was a four-star prospect. He was named the number seven quarterback in the 2023 class. He was actually supposed to go to the University of Florida because he got a $13.9 million NIL deal. That deal has since fell through, and he has since been granted his release from Florida. But this story is going to be the poster child, if you will, the example for why this is not going to work long-term, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So the deal was struck by Gator Collective. This is one of over 100 of these groups now in the country in which these super wealthy donors, they're boosters basically, yep. put all their funds together to get an NIL deal in place for these schools that they support, and I'm going to use air quotes here, unofficially, Yep. right? So the idea of NIL, everyone knows this, was, all right, Darius is a swimmer, Danny is a basketball player, I'm a football player, and Ryan is a soccer player. We all have the opportunity to, to uh, support Buffalo Wild Wings or some local joint, and we can make money off our Twitter account based on being a little sports star at school and saying, go to this car dealership. That was kind of the idea of NIL. Yep. What has happened, as everybody knows, is a hundred of these exist now, these collectives at these huge schools where these rich people put all their money into a pot and say, if you come here, we'll pay you a million bucks. We'll pay you two million bucks. The NCAA prohibits collectives from getting involved in recruiting. How's that working out? It's great. Rashada, though, this quarterback, and this story show you that, of course, and we all know this. I mean, it's not a secret. That's ridiculous. Like, this is exactly what's happening to recruit these players. So it starts with, and I'm reading this via Axios, but Rashada gets committed to Miami initially. This was in June, not Florida, where he ended up. He goes to Miami, takes his tours, gets recruited, all that, and he decides, I'm going to be a member of the Hurricanes. Okay? So that was in June. Five months passed, and he flipped to Florida because an even bigger paycheck came along. So when he committed to Miami, there were reports that he was going to get $9.5 million on NIL deal from their mega booster, that guy John Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Remember that dude? Yep. So that was in June. Then he flipped to Florida, and the reports were the Gators are now up in their bid it's $13.9 million. So instead of the nine and a half he was going to get to go play for the Gators, it's now 13.9 at Florida. Gator Collective in November was going to pay him that. And then on December 7th, they terminated the deal due to an inability to pay what they said they would. So they just they told him he would. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. He committed to the school, and now they're saying, actually, we can't pay you. Now that is a problem because who's governing this? Like who, who's going to now make sure that they follow through, that the kid isn't screwed? And at the time, Rashada said, well, I'm still going to go to Florida, no problem. In fact, two weeks later, he signed his letter of intent ahead of the high school All-American game, said he was going to Florida. Well, shocker, a month later in January, he was among 16 early enrollees that uh, didn't report to campus. Now, everyone showed up that's going there, and he wasn't one of them. 
And now we find out that Florida has granted him his release. They're cool enough to say, hey, you got promised something. Yeah, good for them. So you get out of the deal, no problem. But what if they just said, bleep you, man. Mm -hmm. You told us you were coming. That deal you have with them has nothing to do with us. It obviously does. But some school's going to do that to a kid. Oh, yeah. And then where is all the energy going to be? And this is largely positive that guys are making a lot of money to go play football. But about how great this is when someone gets screwed by one of these collectives that is basically unchecked. More of that's on the way. Um, the the hero columnists and everybody that just loved to pretend this was very simple and just yelled, pay the players, right? In principle, I totally understand. I, I get that point of view. There's a reasonable point of view there. What a lot of us, I would say, cautioned was there's nothing that's going to make that more regulated. There's nothing that's going to, to you know, what was once illegitimate and a shadow slush fund is going to just become a public, non-shadowy slush fund. There's no check on this. The NCAA has not only did not have any teeth before, now they've got even less. And I don't want them to have more power. It, it, the NCAA stinks. I, I, I got my own plenty of issues there with them. But the point of this always was you're basically talking about a totally new style of recruiting that wasn't the design of this, because you said it very well in the beginning. The design was, I, I always I use, use this example, a friend of mine in college had her picture posted on a flyer for a special at a bar. She got zero dollars from that, but the NCAA somehow caught wind of that, and she got suspended for 10 games. She didn't make a cent from that. They just said, can we take your picture? She said, okay, no problem, because she happened to go to that bar one time. And they put her on a flyer, and she got suspended for 10 games. Which is outrageous. Which is outrageous. But the point of NIL was, not only could she have, should have had her picture taken, she might have had 100 bucks from that. Yeah. She might, if she had a, a Twitter thousand. account there, or 1,000, God forbid. Or if you know, if I got a social media following, I can be a brand partner with uh, this oatmeal for 10% off. That's what it was supposed to be. And for the That's record, not what it is. The debate always came down to what seemed like you know, the people that were extreme on both sides. But, but I don't really believe... There are that many people that don't think college athletes should be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that those people exist at all, but I'm sure some do. But, like, if I'm not a college athlete, mm -hmm. me, Grant Paulson, at right. George Mason University, I can go out and use my name to make money in, in the little career that I've carved out. Sure. If you are doing stand-up comedy, you can post and advocate and do all kinds of things and make money. I think players should have every bit the same right as everyone else. Most people agree to this. I mean, yes. this is you, you, this is the case with with a lot of like political debates that are really hot and heavy in life. I find is that when you actually just poll people, like ninety percent of them agree with common sense stuff, and then it's the five percent on either side that ruin everything largely. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I think most people go. Yeah, of course a player should be able to make a little bit of money off their name. The the principle of it is is very, very sound. But to me, this, this and I'm shocked we haven't had more of these, was always inevitable. It's coming, though. Right? Where a, a school or a, or a coach now has to, instead of being able to, you know, with a with a, a degree of deniability, be able to engage these shadowy alumni who are willing to put money in this and buy a house for Reggie Bush's dad or, or, or sister or whatever and put a bunch of... Uh, of this guy's AAU coaches on a coaching staff at Kentucky or all this other kind of crap that was always going on under the table. Now this is overt, but we're talking about such outrageous sums of money, and that's fine. Again, you want to pay the kid, pay the kid.
But the point is, this was always going to happen to me. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more. So what do you say, though, to the person? And you just kind of hinted at this. But the devil's advocate, I guess, from what you and I seem to be in agreement upon, is this was already happening for years in the darkness. Mm -hmm. We've just turned a light on to it. Yes. And now you guys are complaining, but this always was happening anyway. I'd rather have it in the light just because it's easier to deal with. But... The idea, the reason pro sports work is because there is a collective bargaining agreement. There is a salary cap much to the, in most of the leagues, much to the chagrin of certain players. There's nothing. There's no limit on anything with, with NIL deals. And everybody wants this you know, wide-open entrepreneurship type thing where if you're a gymnast at LSU or a football recruit you know, going to Notre Dame, get what you can get, keep what you kill. My point is because there's no regulation to it, this is going to happen. And my fear isn't that kids are making money. My fear is... That there's going to be somebody that's bamboozled. Somebody's made a promise. Where's the paperwork? Is there an, is there a seven? Is there an attorney for the seventeen year old necessarily that's going to fine tooth and look through every uh, you know every element of a contract for some made up LLC or a shell corp of of pretend boosters? Hey, we'll give you a million bucks. You go to Utah. He gets to Utah. Whoops, we don't have it. Now a kid's screwed. I mean, again, if, if a guy's a high profile enough recruit like this kid, he'll be fine. He'll find an NAL deal and he'll be okay. Right. But my point is, not everyone's going to though. Not everyone's going to. And and the fact that the the playing field already wasn't level, and now it's getting worse, is to me is not good for college sports. Yeah, there's going to just have to be major changes, some actual rules, some guidelines, mm-hmm. and some governors. There's there's going to have to be regulation, for lack of a better term. I know that's a buzzword, but. It can't just be wide open. Well, after the NCAA got their butt kicked at the Supreme Court level, where they were basically just cut off at the knees and told you what you're doing is wrong on every level, there's nobody's going to do it now. Which, by the way, they should have gotten their butt kicked. I agree. They, yeah. they, they've, been, they've been they've been they sounded like the the big tobacco people in the 1950s and 60s. You know, there's there's nothing that they do right. But who's going to step up and govern it? It's not to the incentive of anybody involved at this point. Aaron Rodgers possibly being traded this offseason. That is the talk around the NFL. We'll give you some of the reasons why people think that might be happening next on Grant and Danny. Why am I better at putting with one hand than two hands? There's a a little putting machine where... Someone finally put batteries in it. I'm sure one of the, the golf people at work here. One of the golf guys. Probably uh, B. Mitch or one of the junkies brought it in. But in the studio where Darius and Ryan do all mm-hmm. the work to make the show sound good, there is this little thing where we go in in the break and we we putt. When I use one hand and I mid-conversation with you, I'll just knock putts in the whole time. Then I focus. I put two hands on the club. Not as good. Gets his heart. It gets much harder. A, I think it's reps. B... You're not thinking about it. You're not standing over it, like working your mechanics, et cetera. You're just kind of flowing. You're sort of doing the doing the nice little zen, you know, keeping the mechanism simple. It's like when you'd practice shooting as a kid. When you're as soon as your hands got big enough, your coach would would take your other hand off the ball. You focus on this one element. Your wrist is back. You make that nice Calbert Cheney L, right? And you go up and over. You go up and over. And the other hand's just a guide hand. That's what you should think about when you putt. This is coming from someone that's not good at it and doesn't really know golf. Uh, that's and that's where I'm looking for my expertise. There's your and advice, yeah. yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. During the next break, can we go out there and you can kind of show me the form? Like, yeah, I'll work. I'll okay, work it. You got to get right behind me. You got to kind of like put your hands on my hands. No, I know. Kind of, you know, big spoon, little spoon thing. I know what's like involved. Our first date. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, of course, I do. Okay, that'd be great.
I'm looking forward to that. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that it is a real possibility that Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers' longtime marriage could end this offseason. Says it's a possibility the Packers could trade the 39-year quarterback this offseason. Peter King has added to that conversation today. One of the preeminent reporters in the country covering the NFL says that Green Bay would be looking for at least two first-round picks for Rodgers if they considered trading him. Uh, Reading from King's column, he says, Consider that Rodgers' cap number in the next two seasons would be $48 million combined, King wrote. That's certainly manageable. As for the compensation due Green Bay, my guess is the Pack would want two first-round picks at least. When the Packers traded Aaron uh, Rodgers' predecessor, Brett Favre, he was 38 years old. They sent him to the New York Jets. Remember, that was back in 08. That's right. The return only netted them a conditional fourth-round pick. Very, very different conversation, though, Mm -hmm. because Rodgers, before this year, had been the MVP twice in a row. But I would always bet against Rodgers playing somewhere else. He goes on the Pat McAfee show every single Tuesday. He was on the show today, said he'd be open to, to redoing his contract, but also... Didn't say he wanted to go back to Green Bay necessarily. I do feel like this offseason, more than last offseason, it makes a lot more sense that they could trade him. At some point, you got to see what Jordan Love is. You're coming off of a year where you took a step back already anyway. So it feels like Mm. you're already trending in that direction. Like It's hard after you almost got to the Super Bowl. You're in the NFC Championship game, and Rodgers is the MVP to trade him. But when Rodgers' production dips, you don't win the division And you got the Vikings and the Lions who have may have moved past you in your own division. We'll see what happens this year. I think it's a little easier to rip the Band-Aid off now. I, you know how you've got a stance where you're like, I'm not, I just don't want to talk about certain people. Right? Uh, Like certain people that are. The Antonio Brown corollary? Yeah, the corollary. The people Uh, that I would put on a spaceship. Yeah, you're the the spaceship guys. And they don't get to come back. They just stay in the spaceship. Yeah, they're just in orbit or or worse. For example. For example. Got it. I kind of have this, I'm developing my own sort of, it's not a rule, because we, obviously we have to talk about it because it's a show, but I kind of can't do the Aaron Rodgers might not come back to Green Bay thing. I feel like I've done that a lot. And I don't know if it was just last year. I've lost track of the years. I feel like I feel like this is the third straight off season where we've done that, or maybe the fourth or maybe it's like on and off five or six different times. I sort of can't do the like, he goes on Pat McAfee who doesn't have sleeves, and then he says something cryptic, and then Pat McAfee still doesn't have sleeves, but no one talks about it, and then he walks it back, and then he clarifies the next time on Pat McAfee who still doesn't have any sleeves, and then Adam Schefter reports it, and then the Green Bay might move on. Jordan Love stinks. Just keep Aaron Rodgers. I know he's annoying, but you just you should just keep it until he can't do it anymore. Okay. And I get that. It's not a bad idea. But he is very annoying. He's super annoying. And this year, in addition to being very annoying to deal with, I'm sure. He was pedestrian. He was just not good enough. I mean, he was a big part of the problem for them. And he was not a good teammate. The, the comments he makes about the wide receivers oh, yeah. and the showing them up and the throwing your big hand gestures in the air every time someone drops a pass. and the He also is, he's just, when he answers he's a lot questions, to deal with, I mean, it, he t- he says a million words without saying anything. Yep. You know, every answer he gives, he's just smarter than everyone else. And you, he, you know, you guys are lucky I'm answering this. It just gives off that vibe. There's a smugness there. And it, that's allowed. Like, you're allowed to be smug. You're allowed to be a lot to deal with, to, to quote what you just said about him. That's okay. But 
it is more okay when you're playing well. Mm-hmm. And he was fine this year. I'm not saying he was horrendous. He was fine. By his standards, no way. But career high interceptions, a fraction of the touchdowns, just a, you know, way less production. Yards per attempt is down. I know it's not the same offense. I know you missed Devontae Adams, and they didn't replace him with anybody worth a damn. But still, Aaron Rodgers is not good enough this year, period. He's not retiring. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. You disagree with that? No, I agree with you. There is no chance he retires. People are acting like, well, there's three possibilities here. He could come back to Green Bay. True. He could be traded. True. Or he could retire. Absolutely not. He's not going anywhere. I'll give you 59.4 million reasons why. The money. Nailed it. Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed almost $60 million if he plays in 2023. Why on earth would he retire? Who in their right mind would do that? 59 million bucks. So many millions. When you can still play at a high level. Like, we're talking about him coming back to the pack. Mm -hmm. He was still a top 10. Still regular good, yeah. Top 12 quarterback. He played at a very normal quarterback-y, good quarterback level. He just wasn't top three in the league like he has been for the majority of his entire career. But Aaron Rodgers retiring... Rule that out. Put a Sharpie through that. Not happening. So then the question is, does he want to be a Packer and do they want him back? Takes two to tango. And if not, would someone be willing to trade for that contract? Which is massive. Three and 150. And as you just heard from Peter King, as I mentioned, I mean, initially, it's not awful this year in terms of his cap number. Because it's like 40 and then it jumps to like 59 or something crazy. I guess you could rework it. It You'd have to. Much harder, though, to rework contracts when guys are almost 40. You're adding, like, voidable years on, but at some point you're paying them then not to play. Learner's style, Uh you know, with Max Scherzer. (laughs) Like, he he gets paid by you to beat you with the Mets somehow. Rodgers, this is his cap number here. 2023, 31.6 million. Bargain. Outstanding. Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz called. He wants his cap number back. Yeah, that's right. That's Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Next year, 40.7. Oh. 2025, 59 mil. That's the one that's probably a little too high <laughs> for anybody. 2026, 53 mil. Oh, dear. Now, you have a potential out before 2024 for the jump to 40 mil for the contract to essentially be two years and 101 million. But you would be taking on 24 million in dead cap to do Eef. I guess you could spread that out over a couple of years. And you would basically just be committing to one year with Rodgers. If you're the 49ers and you're on, let's just say, Purdy lays an egg this weekend or in the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl or something, and you have everything in place and you can bring Rodgers in, you can make it work at 31 mil for one year, and then you'll eat some dead money, make your deal with the devil because you haven't gotten your ring if you're Kyle Shanahan. You could do that. Yep. I mean, or if you're, say, the Jets, right, and you like some of the young pieces you've got, you got a pretty good little defense, and you go, you can convince them. You go, I know the previous Green Bay quarterback got traded to, to, to the Jets, but we got a pretty ready-made thing here. We were competitive with one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. You're not that. We re- rework the deal a little bit. We'll pay some dead money at the end. We'll make this instead of a, a one-year thing, a two- or three-year thing. You know, go get revenge. AFC team away from Green Bay. What do you think? I do wonder if Rodgers has any interest in a situation where they haven't wanted much lately. Like the Jets. Right. Or better said, let me rephrase this. I wonder what he cares about now. My guess would be winning a Super Bowl would be at the top of the list. He's only won the one. Mm -hmm. 
years and years of getting to the playoffs and getting eliminated, many times not because of him, sometimes because he struggled, whatever it was, to only have the one ring and to have been arguably the, the second, third, of the greats of all time. third best quarterback to ever live, like that, that's got to be tough. That's a hard pill to swallow. So I would imagine winning a title is right there at the top. I don't know what else he cares about, though. I mean, he, he is a really different guy. I mean, he is, I don't know how much you listen to his interviews he does now. He goes on these like long-form podcasts with Joe Rogan and different people and talks about being in, in the rainforest and laying there and looking up at the sky. I just kind of can't do it. Yeah, he, it's a lot. Right. <laughs> I, I really like watching his super quick release, and he's accurate, and he throws the ball like if you if you call timeout on time, if you had the 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 time stone that Doctor Strange carries around, you couldn't walk the ball out and place it better. I enjoy that part of it. I don't. I I can't do Aaron Rodgers' deep thoughts on whatever. So this is not going to be a let's take calls on if the Commanders should trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm not playing that game. I'll never play that game. I'm not doing that mm-hmm. until something that makes it worth doing that happens. But I just want to play a game with my co-host Danny Rudy. I'll play with you. Would you trade two ones for Rodgers in that contract right now? Yes. Would you trade three ones? Yes. <laughs> would you trade four ones? Yes. No, you wouldn't. I would. You would trade four first round picks? Yes. I'd, I'd ask for something else in exchange, too, but yeah. Desperation. I'm so desperate. I'm the wrong person to ask. Anything. 39 Anything. years old. Yep. Coming off of. Sub 4,000 yards in 17 games. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to lose. Twenty Got that covered. I mean, you hate Derek Carr. Sure do. Derek Carr laughs at his numbers this year. Not this year's Derek Carr. He was pretty bad. But mm-hmm. the Derek Carr of a lot of years before that. It's it's like 25 touchdowns and 12 picks. You're giving up four ones. Sure. Next, you want to keep going? I'll keep, I'll keep saying yes. Five ones. Sure. <laughs> Do I do I have Aaron Rodgers now? Fine, whatever the price is. Grant, you have him for a year, maybe. Everyone should be this desperate. Now, that's not. There's a reason I'm not in charge of teams. There's a million reasons. Six this is ones. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I get a quarterback. I just love this game. Seven ones. Oh man, yes. Someone remember this segment. This is great. Eight ones. Now, okay, now, yes. Oh, you're being ridiculous. Yes, everyone should be so desperate. Your next 12 first-round picks. That's too many. Said someone else. Yes. <laughs> okay, now I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, so that's a Yeah, that's too, too far. far. Eight Listen, firsts, perfectly reasonable. Any, there's no, 12, there's, stop it. There's no offer that's ever been made in NFL history that's too much to me. Here. I don't care about anything else. I've said this before, and it's not great for the show. It's not great for us in doing the thing that we do. Nothing that anyone else says or does, no decision they make matters until they have a franchise quarterback. I think everything's a waste of time. Every season's a waste of time. Every draft's a waste of time. Who's going to be the OC? Who do you like better? Waste of time until they have one. That's one. Even though he's damaged and broken, he shouldn't be available. He's so much to deal with. We could parse up all of his comments every day. You and I could. He'd be on the the Sleeveless Guy show that shouldn't be. We'll do that. That's Aaron Rodgers. Why don't you like Pat McAfee? He doesn't have sleeves. If he had a t-shirt on, what I could you, talk to what him. What are you, a restaurant? You need sleeves to, to be seen? I can't take I can't do it. I cannot take it seriously. You're like, that guy's hair's too long. Blah! That's me doing you. I can't do that one. That's my haircut thing. Is sleeves? Sleeves. Have really? some sleeves. Wow. I Put never knew that. Put some sleeves. About you. You've known it about me. He's like, ah, sl- like his sleeves fell off because he went, ah, for too long. 
put have a, a, a collared shirt on. That's crazy. A polo shirt. Put a dry fit on. Anything. What about TV? I was going to say, you're not, I mean, you're, you love dressing up and going out and wearing like pink all the time. I was doing TV. Salmon I, and I, peacocking and stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do a tank top that I got from work. A, you do your radio show every day in gym shorts, like mesh shorts and a dry fit that's you just sweat in it. Is it a shirt? Yes. Yes. Now, if we were on television or if we were broadcasting our images elsewhere, I would I would dress a little bit more appropriately. Okay. You're not going to see me in a tank top that I got out of a bin somewhere. And he has nothing but tank tops. So many tank tops. I need you to put some sleeves on. Candace Buckner is going to join us at the top of the hour in 20 minutes. She wrote a piece getting after the whiz after the Rui trade. Looking forward to talking to her at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. We're taking you up to 6.30 tonight on Grant and Danny. I think you have a feeling. Uh, where you're leaning, but there's a lot of things that come into play. You know, I think just on my side, it's the physical part, it's the emotional part, it's the spiritual part, it's the um, ability to go back out there and, and uh, give it 100%. Uh, you know, it's also the situation and uh, where the team is at and the focus uh, moving forward, short-term, long-term. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just comes down to the intuition and what it feels like in your body and what it feels like in your mind. and. Uh, once you commit, then you commit and you move forward, uh, whatever the decision is. So that's Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee show today. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. Some other NFL storylines from the day, other than Rodgers being the center of some trade rumors again. Stephon Diggs last night, this started when we were on the air and it carried over into the evening, continuing to take umbrage with people who were upset at him for how he responded during the game and not only, uh, yelling at Josh Allen a bunch on the sideline, but also leaving the locker room and not talking after a game. It's just a bad look. It's not professional, obviously. But he took to social media and basically said, you guys want me to be okay with losing? And nobody necessarily wants him to be okay with losing. They're just saying there's probably a better way to handle this. It's a false choice, sir. (laughs) But he's continuing to go back and forth on social media uh, early today with people. Maybe just take that L. You're not a bad guy. I don't think anyone thinks you're a bad guy. It wasn't a great look. Just move along and uh, come back to the drawing board next football season. But it doesn't quite want to wear the loss just yet. Are we talking enough about, though, speaking of digs, what a disappointment the Bills were this year? No. They were the preseason Super Bowl favorite, and you got to go back to the 2015 Seahawks to find the last time an odds-on favorite coming into the season, didn't even make the conference title game. It's not like they lost this weekend or in the Super Bowl. They barely beat the Dolphins. You sleep with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Don't we should have known then. By a field goal. They barely beat Miami, and then they got demolished by the Bengals. That's a really, really bad way for this season to end. It started, you know, remember their huge win against the Rams and the Titans first couple of weeks? They were on fire right out of the gates, and it ended in flames. So think of the Rams when they won the World Series. I'm almost calling the World Series, I'm sure. When they won the World Series at the football. I just got an Instagram message from someone saying <laughs> that Matt Ryan never played for the Rams because earlier I misspoke and called Matt Stafford Matt yeah. Ryan. So he might be in your uh, DM soon. Let me try that again. let you know that the Rams haven't won a World Series. The, the Rams have yet to win a World Series. What a bunch of losers. So when they won the Super Bowl last year, they were really, really fortunate. 
I don't mean that they were lucky. I mean that their stars weren't hurt for the most part, right? Their stars carried them and played like stars. When that doesn't happen and you've got this model where you've got somebody at every layer that's awesome, that Von Miller injury, I don't think we realized how significant that was going to be for them. They missed him dramatically for the, for games like this past weekend. Blind ballot style. How do you feel about this head coach? 12 wins, two straight years, dominant playoff win on the road in his resume here. Four and one in five games with a starting quarterback out. And his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are getting head coaching interviews. Doing a pretty good job. Seems pretty good. That's Mike McCarthy, who everyone hates and wants mm. replaced in Dallas. How about that? Back-to-back 12-win seasons with a dominant road playoff win. And the conversation is, should he be fired? Should he? I mean, to me, this Bills group had everything. Right? They had everything that you could possibly want. But all of a sudden, on offense, it was basically, hey, Josh Allen, you going to do something heroic? Can you do something amazing for us real quick? It just seemed like, despite the fact that they were a juggernaut for huge parts of this season. Remember that game against Pittsburgh? I know it was early in the year. They could have scored 60 points against the Steelers. Yeah. They beat them 38-3, to and you're going, oh, my God, this team is unbelievable. And then at other times, it was sort of like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Josh, go make a play. It just seems like... We should have known that, that it was a house of cards. Why did you go right back to the Bills after I brought up Mike McCarthy? Oh, I just kind of wasn't finished my Bills thought yet. Okay. So you were just getting more Bills. Yeah, now I finished my Bills thing. Now we can talk about your thing. Okay. Uh, we don't need to. The time passed. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, Mike McCarthy, this, and then you're like, this Bills offense. That totally happened. That? I admit that. That's fine. But I was like, because we, you were, I thought we were I, doing a Bills thing, and then you're like, you know what? Well, you I know thought you were done. Mike I mean, McCarthy? You know, often in radio, you don't always announce the transition. You just Could you just announce your transitions, please? Move on to the next thing. Announce them very loudly and directly to me. I thought you were, you know, cool with, we made our Bills point. Got about 60 seconds left in the segment. Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk about another team. But no, the, the Bills. You the got Bills. any other Bills thoughts? They uh, need a, okay. The Patriots. He bounce? Shut hired, up, Danny. Shut up. Patriots hired Bill O'Brien to help out Mac Jones as their offensive coordinator. Here's what I found interesting about this, and then you can tell me more about the Bills. Gerard Mayo is probably going to be their assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. He sat in on the interviews with Belichick of all the OC candidates. Wild. I'm steamed He up. was playing two minutes ago. I know. Mayo is going to be their head Against coach the Bills. And waiting. And uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia might be out. Might be a big-time shakeup coming up. Well, it's good that you actually have an offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien can coordinate offense. But what do you think about Sean McDermott? Well, he's a great head coach, and they're going to have to get through <laughs> the Bills if they want to go anywhere. Talking about other teams. Candace yeah, they Buckner. Do. Shut up! Of the Post, going to join us next on Hate Grant and Danny. She got after the Wizards for the Rui deal. You'll hear what she has to say in just a moment. Plus, we'll preview the Caps and the Wiz games tonight before we get out of here at 6.30 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 